Girlfriends, episode number 92, Stepping Out in Faith with Mary Lenneberg. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking with author and speaker Mary Lenneberg about moving on and stepping out in faith when life changes and God calls you to new things. I know you're going to love her, so let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Welcome to a new week. I hope you're doing well. First, before we get started, I just want to give a special shout out to anyone who may be listening for the first time here at Girlfriends. Welcome. We love having you here. I always love to have new listeners and new contributors here at Girlfriends because I think it really enriches the experience for all of us. We really kind of build a community here at Girlfriends, and we are happy that you are trying it out, giving it a shot. Maybe you can become part of this community. We'd love for you to. I hope you'll find that this show is something that can help support and encourage you in your life. Here at Girlfriends, we women and some men connect about the things that really matter in life, faith, family, work, and relationships. Some weeks, it's just me sharing about a particular topic and inviting your input, but other weeks, I have a special guest, and that's this week. We have a special guest this week. This week, we're welcoming back for her second appearance on Girlfriends, Mary Lenneberg. In the first part where she came on to Girlfriends, um, it was when I had a, a very specific format for guests, and we asked some fun questions, but it was it was very much a formula. So we weren't able to kind of explore different topics with guests. That's why I like having some of those guests back on, so we can talk about other things that are going on in their lives. And that's why I'm so glad Mary agreed to come on again. I won't give her full bio now because it's in the interview, but I just love Mary's inspiring example of humility and love, her fiery passion for what she knows is right and what God is calling her to, and her wonderful sense of humor. I know you will too. Let's take a listen. Hey, girlfriends, I am thrilled to have with me today a special friend across the miles over the internet. Mary Lenneberg is here with us today. Mary is a writer, speaker, wife, and mother sharing her witness and testimony about God's redeeming love. Mary has served her local parish in many roles, including liturgy coordinator, youth ministry, and confirmation preparation instructor. Now she travels the country and speaks to groups of all ages about God's redeeming love and that faith is the courage to want what God wants for us, even if we cannot see where the path leads. Oh my gosh, you're speaking to me in this bio, Mary. Okay, Mary lives in Northern Virginia with her husband of 29 years and her grown son. She continues to embrace her father's advice, never quit, never give up, never lose your faith. It's the one reason you walk this earth for God chose this time and place just for you. So make the most of it. Welcome, Mary. I am so thrilled you're here on Girlfriends. Thanks so much for having me, Danielle. It's it's thrilling to be with you. <laughs> and I love your bio because it is so, so, so you. And I, I love absolutely everything that you mention in there. Now, we've had you on Girlfriends before. We were talking about a number of different things. You shared a hilarious story about the UPS man. So I am, <laughs> I'm going to link that episode. I can't remember the number offhand, but I'm going to link it up in the show notes for people who want to hear the exciting story of the UPS man. But Otherwise, we're, our lips are sealed in this episode. We're <laughs> little, yeah. You just, I'm not even. I'm just. I'm just gonna. Nope. 
No, no, that's right. Go listen. Uh, but today I want us to talk about what's going on in your life. Many of the listeners will be familiar with you through your blogging, through your social media sharing, through the beautiful sharing that you did of the life of your disabled daughter, Courtney, during the 22 years she was with us here on earth. Maybe we can start there for people who might not know your story. You don't have to tell the whole thing, although we would all love to listen. Um, it just let us know a little bit about that stage of your life and how now you're kind of moving into a different stage. Yeah. Seasons. It's all about the seasons it of is. life. So for, um, my daughter, Courtney was with us for 22 years this December. She passed away in December 14, 2014. So it'll be three years in December mm -hmm. and she had profound special needs. She was wheelchair bound. She was blind. She was nonverbal. And basically for a 22 year old woman, she was a developmental age of a nine month old child. So her care was quite, um, physically demanding mm -hmm. and she had seizures every day of her life and she um, would stop breathing from time to time. It was very dramatic. When Courtney was alive, a really good day was to get to the end, end of the day. She was well, you hadn't lost your yourself and um, we weren't in a hospital. That was the wow. end of a really good day. It was just very intense time. Mm -hmm. And so now it's uh, two and a half, like I said, almost three years later, and we're in just a very new season of life. You know, her needs uh, are taken care of. God, the great uh, divine physician and healer has brought her home to him. So when she passed away, um, it, it took us a little bit of time to look at each other. It was myself and my husband and our, our son who's still, um, he's 28 in November, still hanging out at mom and dad's house. Working he loves two you. Jobs. He loves he does. you. He's doing his thing. And, 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 you know, I asked him the other day, I said, how's the dating thing going? He goes, mom, it's a real killer when you say you live with your parents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's okay, honey. God's got someone for you somewhere. It's That's all right. right. That's right. Maybe so, she's living with her parents. There you go. So we, you know, just a very different season of life. And, and uh, a few months after she died, I, I started, um, kind of being a caretaker again. That's what I knew what to do. So I watched, uh, two little, uh, preschoolers in my home for like nine months. And then our pastor came to me and said, we need a liturgy coordinator. Our coordinator is retiring after seven, you know, leaving after seven years. And I think you'd be great because one of the things a liturgy coordinator did at our parish is uh, handle all the funeral liturgies. Mm -hmm. And of course I had just walked through that and I, right. I knew what to do and how to do it. And I had empathy in my heart for any family that's planning the last liturgy for, uh, where the, where the body will be present, where mm -hmm. the family gathers to honor this life. So, um, I, I prayed about it. I thought he was crazy. Um, I still think he's crazy, but you know, I love the man. <laughs> I prayed about it. And, and so I took that job and it was a wild ride. I worked for 11 months, about 60 to 65 hours a week on average. And that's outside of the Christmas tide and Easter, oh Triduum, which basically you might as well just put a cut in your office at that right, point. Right. For the um, and you know, Sunday's your busiest day. So it really, after about 11 months, my husband and I just kind of, Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, just kind of took a, um, a look at everything mm -hmm. and, and, and prayed. And I went out to, I was asked to go speak in, in Oregon. And I was, um, at the Catholic women rejoice conference, my friend Heather was putting together. And it was while I was out there that God really kind of spoke to my heart and said, 
now is the time, you know, you've had this time of, you know, you were capable of all these things you didn't think you could do because Mm -hmm. all you had known is caregiving for a disabled child for 22 years, which I did really well, could do it in my sleep, could talk neurology, all the things that needed to happen. I was very good at it. Um, but then this new job stretched me in a way, dealing with lots of different personality types, dealing with administration, learning a computer, Okay, I, I'm, <laughs> daunting. You know, it is, and technology, and all of these things. Um, realizing that even as a a um, a Catholic who, um, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic. Mm-hmm. Even in that, not knowing the rhythm and the rhyme of the liturgical year. Wow. And so, really, kind of um, learning my faith in a whole new way. So I just, um, I, I. Yeah, it was really stretching me. And so when I was in Oregon, um, I was in a difficult situation. I, I really felt that it wasn't the place for me to stay, but I didn't know what to do. I really wanted to honor my husband. We had a lot of medical debt from our daughter. So I wanted to work. I wanted to do the best that I could for sure. our family. And, um, and God really spoke to my heart in Oregon. And he said, you know, this is what I want you to do. I, I got up in front of 400 women and for 90 minutes and just spoke my heart mm-hmm. and he gave me every single word that one was written. And after that, I entered into a time of adoration briefly for about 10 minutes. And he just said, now are you ready to do this with me? This is what we need to do. So I, I've spent the last year traveling all over the United States, speaking about lots of different things. Um, the dignity of life, uh, our journey with Courtney, choosing joy in times of difficulty, um, one of the talks that I give it with youth ministry is the, the the value of a life. What is a life worth? Because in society, people would look at my daughter and they would say she has no worth. Right. And right. so this new generation, these young people that are coming up and they're on, they're in love with God and 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 they want to know and do the right thing. They are facing an uphill battle with things like euthanasia sure. and you know all of these horrific life issues and they don't know how to defend it. Mm -hmm. And so when you put a face to what you're defending, it becomes a personal mission. So I speak on that and, and just, I've been doing this for a year. And then about, um, three months ago, we kind of, you know, everything, everything started to break in our house. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they all go at once? Why does that happen? It was insane. And so I looked at my husband and he's like, Mary, we, you know, my speaking, it wasn't, um, it was, you know, it was, it was once a month here or twice in this month, but it wasn't very regular. And when you're relying on that for income, you just kind of have to stretch yourself a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so I took a part-time job uh, working for uh, Tepiak Family Center, which is um, a pro-life OBGYN, um, Wonderful. group of doctors here in Northern Virginia. And I work for Dr. John Prochowski, who's a former abortionist who now speaks all over the world on the dignity of life and the Amazing. protection of life. And so I do that part time. So I'm, I'm back in caregiving a little bit, but I still travel and speak. So it's been quite a, quite a journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I love how you, you, you're just open every step of the way, though. And I think that that's probably key. We all go through transitions in our lives. And you know what, I was thinking as you were describing, you know, taking on that liturgical job and how overwhelming it was and coming to the decision, okay, this is not something I can continue, that how often do we do that? Do we make the wrong choice, you know, perhaps with the best of intentions? Um, But then it's important to go back, as you and your husband did, 
and revise, review, say, hey, is this working or not working? I think sometimes we get kind of married to what we decided we were going to do with regard to whether we're going to stay at home or we're going to work or we're going to work part time or, um, you know, all those different options that we have nowadays. I think it's so wonderful to be sure and be, be prayerfully discerning with your husband every step of the way. And no one thing is going to be right forever, you know? Absolutely. And I think we learned those traits while caring for Courtney because you just didn't know what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And so we got used to the idea of that um, constant communication. I mean, dinner time for us was like a board meeting, you know, okay, <laughs> this is what's happening next week. This is what we need to do. And so that carried over after her death in that when I would come home and I'd be like, you know, this is really stressful, or I don't think I'm doing a good job here. I feel like uh, the people of our parish could be served better this way. And, and it's not about me. And that's the big thing. If, if my daughter taught me anything in this world, in this lifetime, it is that my life, it was the readings this weekend. My life is not my own. Right. It belongs to God. And, and so if you're open to his leading in your life, he's going to ask you to do some crazy stuff and you're <laughs> going to sit there and you're going to be like, I think you're insane. And I really don't want to do this. And then it takes a little while to warm up to the idea. And then finally you're like, okay, but you got to give me the words. And every single time, like when I go and speak, I am energized by the people I'm around. So I know it's what I, I'm meant to do. I know it's who he's, you know, he sent me out mm -hmm. to do this. And the people I meet and the stories I hear and those moments in the, in the corner of a, of a conference center where a woman or, or a gentleman seeks you out and shares their story quietly in the whispers. And they say, thank you for, um, for spreading God's love. Thank you for telling us that yes, it is hard, but it is possible to find joy. Yes, it is difficult, but this is a season of your life. Death is survivable. The death of a spouse, the death of a child, you can go on and live a beautiful, wonderful life. Will it be the same? Absolutely not. Will your heart always be bruised and tender to it? Absolutely. But it is possible. God needs me to do some other things. He still has work for me to do. I can't stop because this has happened in my life. And whatever this is in people's lives is all different. Right. You know, if it's a change of a job, loss of a, a job, a, you know, a marriage breaks down. I mean, there's so a care of an elderly parents. There's so many different things. Sure. Um, but, you know, he asks a lot of us because he knows we can. Mm -hmm. You know, he's already paid the ultimate price. Everything that he did on the cross, he did for us out of love for no other reason than he loved us. Right. And so... I honor, I try really hard. I don't always succeed because humanity and, you know, it's not mm -hmm. easy, but I try very, very hard to honor that sacrifice. And if it means that I have to step outside my comfort go zone and learn how to, you know, do something technological or math of anything, any kind in any way, <laughs> you know, if I have to stretch my brain, then you know, I try and put it in the perspective of, okay, Lord, you're asking me to stretch. I really don't want to stretch. It's so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm going to do it well. I'm going to fall on my face and it's going to be embarrassing. And, you know, can you at least give me a humorous tagline? So when I tell this story 16 years from now, it's funny. 
<laughs> That's always what you need. Will it make a good story? If it will exactly. make a good story, laugh and move well, on and go amen. on and tell your story. I love that, Mary. And that's part of what I love about you and the way that you share is you don't dress anything up and you don't put on any airs and you always bring that sense of humor, which I think is so important. And especially doing something like speaking. Um, I've done a little bit of it and I've been working on doing more of it much in the same way that you have been. And I find that it is sometimes the most humbling thing you could ever do. Like <laughs> you can, st- oh, yeah. you can just, you know, you can make a fool of yourself in so many ways. There are so many ways to mess up with so many eyes on you. But like you said, when you're speaking to people who are eager to hear that message and, you know, I know that you, I know some of the places that you've spoken and especially out there in Oregon, I know that beautiful group of ladies that when they're open to hearing that message and they they want you to succeed and they want to they want to share in what you're offering they want to know you and they want to make that connection with you something really beautiful happens there and i i know that you've got that gift for it and so i'm i'm so happy that you're pursuing it but i do want to ask you how much do you find yourself um turning to courtney these days knowing <laughs> I mean, you've got a daughter in heaven, and I pray to St. Courtney, and I'm thrilled to have that little bit of connection with you so that I feel like I'm praying to a friend. I try not to abuse it, though, Mary. I try not to pray to find a good parking space or something like that, you know? I I Why? You should. I do it every single day of my life. I mean, you know, I'm trying not to abuse this this nice relationship I have with your Courtney. Um, But... (laughs) I I wonder how much you feel her guidance and you you feel her support and encouragement as you're going through this transition. Every single day, every moment of every single day, she never leaves me. Mm -hmm. And um, when I'm going through something difficult or trying to make a difficult decision or, gosh, I don't know, should I do this or should I do do that? And that can be um, as something, should we have red meat or chicken for dinner to, (laughs) should we, you know, take this trip? Should I take the speaking engagement? If it means that I might miss a sacrament from one of my nieces or nephews, Mm -hmm. you know, what is, I mean, all of those types of decisions. I talk to her all the time and I really do. She finds me the best parking spaces. (laughs) Uh, She's the best at that. She's really good at appliances, small appliances. Um, she's just, very good at replacing those for us and finding a way to get it done. Um, but no, I talked to her all the time because she, I, I believe with everything in me, uh, she, there was no sin that blocked her away from God. There right. was, she couldn't do that. It was, she wasn't capable of it. So when she died, she opened or she closed her eyes here and I'm actually sitting in the room where she passed away. It's now our office. So I'm wow. sitting in this sacred space and um, she closed her eyes here and she opened her eyes and ran right into her Lord's arms. And I don't think she's left him yet. Um, uh, I'm sure he sent her a few places, but she keeps coming back to him. I'm sure. Uh Um, And I, I just kind of, I feel peace. You know, she did her job and she did it well. And now she's helping me to do what God needs me to do. And Jonathan, it's funny because he, you think I talk to her all the time. He, he calls me, he'll text me and he'll say, so I was talking to court and this is what she said we should do. And I'll be like, <laughs> all right then. Well, okay. you talk to her. You, you beat her, you beat me to it. So, nice. okay. But yeah, she's just part of all of us. She's part of our daily lives. She's part of our our, our physical surroundings. There, I was wearing her socks this morning when Aww. I was, hiking. you know, I. She's just still here, and I, 
uh, I don't take that for granted because I know as I get older, I had a moment a few weeks ago that I wrote about and shared on my blog and I, I had forgotten the sound of her laughter. I couldn't recall it. And it scared me because I thought, oh my gosh, am I literally losing my mind or has, I mean, that not that much time has passed. How can I forget? And so I found a video. I've kept a few videos that I, thank goodness, I've backed up in a couple places. So I have them, but it was on my phone and I just listened to it again and again. And I was sitting on the steps and my husband came down and, and he heard her laughter mm-hmm. and he came out of the office and came sat next to me on the steps. And he's like, what babe, what's going on? And I'm like, I forgot what it sounded like. And it scared me because that was such when Courtney laughed, everything stopped. It was like a party was happening here. <laughs> you just because it just took over the room mm-hmm. and she was just filled with so much joy and it was very unique laughter it was not a delicate feminine laugh it was like Chewbacca <laughs> and I you know just on speed and it was it was this honking kind of laughter like a duck and Chewbacca got married and made a laugh oh I don't my know God. okay was- we need to link to the video <laughs> in the show notes you have it online I do. I have it on, on my blog and it's okay. called remember it's under the post. Remember I can, I'll send you the link Okay. anyway. So, um, yeah, so I, I played that again and again and, and Jerry just, he just let me be in that moment. That's another thing we've gotten better at is when one of us or the other one is having kind of a moment of remembrance of our, our daughter and it comes at different times. Sure. Um, and the oddest things like, you know, we had spinach souffle the other day. Courtney loves spinach souffle and we were all laughing at how many times that child would pick the moment that we were getting ready to go to something that required us all to be nicely dressed. We would feed her her favorite spinach souffle and she would sneeze that (laughs) it would get everywhere. And you'd be like, really? (laughs) And then she'd just smile and laugh. And you're like, you did it on purpose. I know you did. (laughs) I love you anyway, but so different things. And he just stayed with me in that moment. That is beautiful. You know, he just, was stayed with me and said, what is it? What else do you need to remember? Let's talk about her, mm-hmm. you know, and you, and we shared stories and do you remember this? And do you remember that? Because he remembers it differently than I do. Sure. And so you get a different perspective, which is beautiful. And uh, yeah, so she's, she is part of every single day in our life. And I hope, gosh, I can't see it any other way. Yeah. yeah. I, it's so beautiful. And I love that you mentioned Jerry and your marriage because I'm like a fangirl of you guys' marriage. I mean, <laughs> I, <so> funny. <laughs> I love what you share on Instagram, hilarious videos, the two of you, like just making dinner or whatever you're doing. And the love is so apparent there. Do you think, because you know what? Some parents deal with a severely disabled child and they wind up breaking up because the stress yeah. is enormous. I mean, it's enormous. And I don't have to tell you this, but, and then some people go through the loss of a child and they break up. Because their marriage can't withstand that kind of stress. And it's such a tragedy. And yet I look at the two of you, and it looks like you're so bonded. And I'm not trying to say that every moment was perfect. But that you're so not bonded, even close <laughs> that you're, you're so well connected and supportive of one another. And I, I just so admire that, Mary, what's your secret? Okay, so let's just be clear. <laughs> um, Tigger married Eeyore. Okay. <laughs> and if you've ever seen us on Instagram, you will know right away who is Tigger and yeah. who is Eeyore. I won't so, give it away. <laughs> no, I, I am very blessed 
that when I married my spouse, I was one month shy of my 21st birthday Mm -hmm. and he was 23. So I was 20 and he was 23. We were clueless. We didn't know what we were doing. We just loved each other and we wanted to be together and we wanted to have children together. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we did, we jumped, um, with our parents to their great chagrin. I think they were shocked, um, because I was Catholic. He was not, you know, we weren't, we, we went to marriage count. Let's, 10 years into our marriage, we went to marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. The marriage counselor looked to us. We were going through a very difficult season in our marriage. And he said, if you were to come to me today and you were to take these personality profiles that he had us take, he goes, I would advise you against getting married because you are exact polar opposites on the personality scale. Oh my gosh. And the majority of people that come in here like that, I will tell them, don't do it because it will not end well. And so I share that story in that this shows you the power and grace of God. Mm-hmm. When God is in your marriage, he wasn't always the center, but he was always present. And when he is present, he walks you both through your own journeys and your journey together. Then there is joy. My husband makes me laugh every single day of my life. He has always made me laugh. If I had to think of one word to describe him, it would be humorous. Well, two words humorously honorable. That is who my husband is. He's funny, but he is a man of deep faith and honor. And if you were to ask him, we we just did this the other night. If you were to ask him the word he used for me, passionate empathy. Mm -hmm. And that we needed that in one another in order to make this union work. We answered a need in each other. And God knew that. I mean, come on, Jerry and Mary, really? (laughs) Well, you're talking to a Dan and Danielle. So, you know. Oh, jeez. There you go. Okay, you win. It's even worse. I'm like, really? I mean, when we do youth ministry, our teens just roll their eyes. Jerry and Mary. That's adorable. We have fun. And, And with Courtney, when Courtney was alive and we were going through very difficult times, we grieved what we could not have. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything I would, the advice I would give to another couple that's facing difficulty, raising a special needs child or a child that's very ill, cancer, whatever that, that h- hardship is, we grieved what could have been and we grieved what was. And we did it along the way, every single step along the way. We never shoved it to the side. Mm-hmm. We, we, we got in there and we did what needed to be done and we didn't quit. We promised ourselves and the covenant we made as young, foolish, young people. <laughs> we, we had seen our parents who had both had long, sustainable marriages and we promised we wouldn't quit. And, we, and it is a choice. It is a choice of the will not to quit. Mm-hmm. It is a choice of the will to forgive. And if there is anything that I think is more important even than communication in a marriage, it's forgiveness. And that has happened time and time and time again, both on my end and on his. Mm-hmm. And God is good. He blesses that. He honors that. He supports that. And he brings great fruit from that. And we laugh. Right. That's what you see on Instagram. People are going to have to check out Mary and Jerry on Instagram because that's what they're doing. They're laughing and they're living their life and they're loving each other. And I just find that so inspiring. And I really appreciate your words talking about it's a choice to not quit. And that's, that's not to judge anybody whose marriage has fallen apart, who's, you know, had a broken relationship. Um, but it is a voice of encouragement to people who are struggling that it doesn't feel good all the time. And I think that's something that our culture neglects to tell young people. And I'm aiming to make up for it with my own kids. And, and you probably are with your son. 
just that it does, it's not always going to feel good. And that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. Sometimes, you know, this is a valley of tears, right? And sometimes it's just going to be a lot of hard work and a lot of grit and a lot of choice that you have to make to, to work hard and recommit yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when our daughter died, we had to walk through that time and we had to learn who we were as a couple. We are not the same couple that dated and got, you know, met on a blind date, got married and raised young children. We're just not. We're not the same people we were. So could we love the people we are now? Absolutely. Because we had been on a journey together. And, you know, I, I've seen so many marriages break apart and it, it just wounds my heart because I, I know how hard that must be to to wa- have to walk away from whatever that brokenness is. Mm-hmm. And I just, if somebody is in a time of struggle in their marriage, you know, fight for it. Now, obviously, all situations are different. The ending is going to be written by you and God. But if you can fight, then do so. Because in the end, it's worth saving. And that's what, you know, we... Our daughter never quit. And so we never quit on her and we won't quit on each other. I love that. I love that. And you know what? Thinking of your daughter's life and your care for her here on earth and that the fact that she's now in heaven with God fully as God meant her to be, you know, the full human being that what what you grieved as a couple, as parents of Courtney all these years, she's now enjoying that fullness of who God made her to be. What a beautiful thing. And then also you talking about your marriage and the struggles and the, the reality of it being imperfect. I, I like to think that all of us who are fighting that good fight are going to see the glory of what that's really meant to be, who we're meant to be inside of our relationships with one another and with God on the other side. And I think Courtney helps to give us a little window to that. Amen. Absolutely. I I look forward to, as I tell, you know, as the church teaches, a married couple, you are each other's path to sanctification. I don't get to heaven without him. I mean, I I need him. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while, I'll look at him. I'm like, dude, you're my path to sanctification. You got to straighten up. And then (laughs) he'll look at me and he'll say the same thing. Now, mind you, these are usually at inopportune moments when we might not be so pleased with one another. Sure. But you know, it, it makes me laugh and it makes him laugh. And we just have to remind each other, we are in this together. There are three in a marriage, husband, wife, and our Lord. And you know, you, you move like a triangle, that triune love. It, mm-hmm. it it builds and grows and stretches as God needs it to to do and to meet the needs of each other. We don't meet each other's needs. He is not my soulmate. Um, I am not his soulmate. God is our soulmate. Yeah. I just happen to be his helpmate and um, he's really cute, so I don't mind. I love that. That is so great. Well, Mary, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. But before we have to go, can you let people know where they can find you online? Like, let's say somebody's listening, and they they want to bring you to their women's group, their parish, they want to have you come out and talk to their teens and, you know, share the inspiring stories of your life and your experience through your ministry. Where can they go to find out more? Everything can be had at MaryLenneberg.com. You can you can email me from there. I'm on Facebook under my name, Mary Lenneberg, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so yeah, if you want to bring me out to your parish, I'd love to come uh, to your women's conference, your youth ministry event. Um, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I, I will make you cry. I will make you laugh. And, uh, you know, you may even dance. You never know. But uh, <laughs> you can reach me through yeah, www.MaryLenneberg.com. Sounds good. All right. I'll link that up in the show notes for people. Thank you so much, Mary, for taking the time to talk with us here at Girlfriends today. But thank you mostly for the beautiful witness that you are to the beautiful life that you're leading. Thank you, Danielle, for having me. It's been an absolute joy. I appreciate it so much.
God bless you. You too. I told you Mary was lovely. Now, as you heard in the interview, one part of her ministry that Mary's really looking to build up right now is her speaking ministry. So here's an opportunity for you to encourage and support her. Reach out to her if you are interested in having her come speak at your parish and your community. Or maybe you know someone who's putting together a conference. You can just throw her name out as a possibility. I know she would really appreciate it because I I know the struggle and I know that sometimes it's hard to get the word out and it's hard when you're stepping out in faith and It's also part of the means of the ways in which you're supporting your family or paying the bills. And um, Mary's done just such a beautiful job of giving us that great example of humility and obedience and just stepping out in faith in that way. So I'm hopeful that you will encourage her in that um, and have her come speak to you. She's spoken at a number of places. You may have heard her. She's been on the radio. She is a talented and a gifted and an inspiring woman. She is not a speaker that um, is going to make you fall asleep in your seat. (laughs) She will make you laugh and she will make you cry and she will edify you in many ways. So um, please do reach out to Mary um, through her website. I'll have all the links and all the ways to connect with her in the show notes for this episode at daniellebean.com. You can also reach out to me if you have some feedback to share on what Mary has shared here, what we talked about here today. You can always reach me at danielle at daniellebean.com. Leave me a voicemail at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on social media. I am very findable, okay? (laughs) No excuses. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what thoughts you have. Let me know what this has inspired in you and um, what other kind of guests you'd like for me to have on. I really appreciate your feedback because guess what? I'm doing this show for you. I want it to serve your needs. And if I don't know what those are, it's a lot harder to do. So yeah, let me know what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to see, what you know, what you appreciate, what you can do without. I always love getting feedback from you all. And now speaking of feedback, I want to share some feedback that I got from listener Vicky this week. Uh, Vicky's been catching up on past episodes. She's a fairly new listener. And she left this comment in the show notes at daniellebean.com. First, God bless you for your ministry to women through your girlfriend's podcast. I am a recent addict, LOL, and I cannot tell you how it has touched and impacted my life. After struggling with undiagnosed PTSD for two years, I was finally diagnosed and I spent about 100 hours in counseling over the course of 10 months using EMDR and CBT to reprocess memories of childhood abuse, neglect, and trauma that I did not even realize was there until it came bubbling to the surface as PTSD when my oldest daughter left for college, among many other overwhelming and crazy life events during the same time. I believe it is difficult for most women to find close friends who are willing and able to be vulnerable and talk about the hard stuff of life. I've found that PTSD makes it even more difficult to feel safe with others, even people who have been closest to me in my life. I love your podcast because I feel that you always touch on the stuff of life. In many ways, it feels like talk therapy to me, and I find great blessing in feeling connected to you and others through the podcast. Thank you so much, Vicki. That really means a lot. And Vicki goes on because this particular episode she was commenting on was um, one of the old ones where I shared a listener feedback who was complaining about me talking about Patreon, that she thought there was too much advertising in Girlfriends. So um, Vicky has this to share. I would like to comment about the Patreon ads. I personally do not feel that you over-advertise the Patreon link. In fact, I have listened to probably 15 podcasts so far, and every time you plug it, I think to myself, I should go online and spend that dollar per episode, because getting to chill with you each week is so worth the cost of one coffee each month. And because I usually listen to your podcast while driving, I am 
I am unable to go online at that moment. After finally going online to subscribe on Patreon last Sunday, I was shocked and saddened that there are not many people who have joined on Patreon to support this podcast. So no, keep your ads. Keep reminding and placing the request on the hearts of your listeners. And if they feel like God is calling them to contribute, that's great. And if they do not feel like God is calling them to contribute, then they will have peace in that decision and not feel pressure or insult at the mention of the website. Thank you, Vicki. First of all, thank you for sharing your story and your struggle. I can't even begin to imagine how difficult a challenge that must be. And I'm so glad you are getting the help that you need. And we will pray for you here as a community, right, girlfriends? Let's pray for Vicki in her recovery from PTSD, from her childhood trauma and abuse. I can't even begin to imagine the kind of challenge that is. And I'm so grateful that girlfriends can be a source of support for you in that challenge, in that particular part of your life. So I'm happy to be here for you. And I'm so happy that it is serving that purpose for you because honestly, that's why I do it. Not all of us need the the kind of intervention that you need, Vicki, um, but we all do need that connection with other women. And there are lots of different ways to get it in real life. I'm a big supporter of people getting that connection in real life. But then there are other ways too. We can connect online. We can connect through media. We can connect through podcasts. And I really feel that we have a community here at Girlfriends. And I'm so grateful that you've discovered it and that you've joined it. I'm grateful for your presence here. And thank you for your Patreon comments. That can serve as my Patreon ad for this particular episode. So um, go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends if what Vicky has said has inspired you to support and encourage the production of this podcast. I also want to thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this podcast. You can check out all of their podcasts and other Catholic media that will entertain and inspire you and educate you about your faith at ascensionpress.com. Just click on channels for all of their awesome free content there. And now before we have to go, I just want to take a moment to thank you for being a part of this episode of Girlfriends. Like I said at the start of the show, I so appreciate your presence here. It truly is a gift to me and to others. It truly is part of our community here at Girlfriends. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy.